Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Action Park Media. Vanderpump Rules to Vegas and everywhere in between, it's time to party with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Shenanigans. I just want to say, if you hear a little light snoring in the background, that is not a person. It is a dog. (laughs) We are in San Diego. We've got Jamie Lynn back in the house co-hosting. Hello. And for our guest this week, she's a double guest. She's a podcast guest, but she's also my house guest. (laughs) Her name is Monica. She is amazing. If you ask Brock about her, he'll tell you that she's a witch. But she does my acupuncture, and we're going to get into that, and Reiki, and dating life, and we have so many fun things to talk about, so thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I know you had to walk a far way to get here. (laughs) So Monica is recently single, and there have been so many things that she has told me about her dating life that that I'm like, oh my God, this reminds me so much of Jamie. I can't wait for you to meet (laughs) Jamie, just like... The fact that they attract younger guys and just all of these little things and all of the stuff that I'm super into that Brock doesn't like. I love that I have someone in the house that I can talk to about it, just like all the psychics and all of those things. And he's I, just like, Honestly, oh. I wish I was a fly on the wall when Brock <laughs> is here with you going through all that spiritual stuff with Sheena. I Like, what are some of the things he's said to you, aside from calling you a witch? You know what's funny is it seems like he doesn't react the way that he does, you know, when you're talking to him, like almost like he doesn't want to be embarrassed that he's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I'm like, are you just trying to be nice right now? Or what are you saying to Shayna when I'm not in the room? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He's, he, he's on good behavior. He's on good behavior. He's okay. Being polite to the house guest. And I feel <laughs> like he's becoming maybe slightly more open. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I mean, I love having Monica here and I'm not one who is like, loving to have people stay at my house know, and touch I my stuff. I when you were like, yeah, <laughs> and the, my acupuncturist is staying with me for a week. <laughs> but I was like so excited for her to stay here because I'm just like, I mean, first of all, she works a lot. So it was different when 
Brock had two people stay with us for a week who never left the house, who left the room a disaster, and who, like, when I came home, are both on my couch, like, laying down, watching TV. I'm like, I just felt like I couldn't be in my own house. Mm -hmm. But Monica's the perfect roommate. I mean, she works all day, and then Brock's at work. Like, I have all of my alone time, and then at night, I'm, like, excited to cook dinner for people, and I love entertaining. Mm -hmm. And then she has virtual school a couple nights a week. So it's almost like... I'm like, I wish you were here more. So well, that's good. It's working yeah. out. So why are you here? Are you have like what's happening? Yes. Um, so someone got broken up with well, let's see. I sort of left him. Okay. But so you were living together? Was living it was with. the right decision. Yes, it was. So no to toxic relationships. And the reason I'm so open about it is because I'm realizing that everyone is struggling with toxic relationships. And, you know, sometimes when you're someone who's really strong and independent like Shayna, like I, and I imagine what I hear about you, it's just we're all still susceptible to being in a toxic relationship because we want to love and we want to nurture and there's a kid in the situation. But, yeah, I caught some stuff in his phone and that was it. How mm-hmm. long were you together? We started dating in May of this year. Or sorry, last, last year. last 2021. Okay. Yeah. So just under a year. Just under a year. When did you move in together? In September, so super fast. Okay, and I'm, I imagine that the whole COVID kind of fast forwarded everything. You know, yeah. it, so I feel like fast forwarded every relationship. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's it seems like you know it's obviously the safer thing to do is to live with the person you're mm-hmm. dating, mm-hmm. and uh, you know stop the spread and all of that. So it's like I feel like so many relationships got that huge jump in and fast forward. But I think that's like a blessing in disguise because you find out sooner if it's going to work or not. And no matter if you've been together two months or two years, you're either compatible to live together or you're not. Like I would have never seen myself moving in with a boyfriend in the first six months if we kind of weren't forced to. Yeah. And I'm so glad we did because then it was like once... He was back to work in San Diego and I was still in Palm Springs. It was like, wait, like now I miss living with you because I got so used to it. And we realized that we work so well together. Had we, you know, gone into this pandemic and realized, wow, we're not good living together. We're good living two hours apart. That would have been a big change in our relationship. It could have ended our relationship. Mm -hmm. So it is a blessing in disguise to find out sooner does it work with this person or does it not? Yeah, I mean, I spent seven years in a toxic relationship, so I'm I'm sorry to hear that that happened to you, but I'm also happy that it was under a year that you had to deal yeah. with this. I always tell people, like my mom's like, you need to not ever do that again because I've never lived really intentionally with a boyfriend, but I think if I wouldn't have, he would have kept everything from me. I wouldn't have seen it. I would have been like so independent, going with the flow, and it would have just lingered on forever, but it just rapid fire and change is good you know Mm -hmm. challenge is Mm -hmm. good can I ask what you found was he just was he cheating on you yeah I mean I don't know how long it was going on but he was super secretive with his phone all the time and I try not to ask too much about it because in a new relationship I feel like yeah there is kind of some privacy we're still learning about each other but it just didn't seem right and Mm -hmm. in the last couple weeks he's just his behavior toward me was just really irritable like be on that side of the bed kept just losing it on me and it just didn't add up so I was like I, it literally talking you know I know we're gonna segue into spiritual stuff but I was like boop woke up it's 3 a.m which is a lot of spiritual time yep and he had just walked out the room grabbed his phone 
I've never, I don't know how many digits his code is. I've never asked him about his code. I knew on the first try it opened up. Wow. Crazy. Straight to Instagram and just. She's a witch. DM, 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 asking girls, like, do you need a husband? Um, I miss those nudes you used to send. (gasps) Here's the thing, though. I always say that if you feel that intuition where you have to check someone's phone, you're always going to find something. 100%. Always, always, always. Yeah. I think you're always going to find something. It's just what you find and what does it mean? Because I guarantee if I went in Brock's DMs, there's going to be a bunch of bikini models that he's trying to recruit for homebody. Yeah. You know? But it's like, I know his intention with who he's DMing and what mm-hmm. he's saying. But also, you wouldn't have that, like, gut feeling no, that and you that's had the difference. to check. But I'm like, you're always going to find something that you could interpret, mm-hmm. but it's, like, what it is and what the intention is behind it. And clearly, his intention was not good. He wasn't recruiting girls for homebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was more so his response. As soon as they found it, it was like, you made me do this. Oh, yeah. Blames it on her. No of course. Gaslighting. Uh-huh. Typical, <sighs> typical male move. I've been on the other end of someone like I used to do a lot of business and sales and had to, like, so I, I know that, you know, I would have recognized that, but you don't have that kind of job. So Mm-mm. I knew that wasn't even a possibility. My sister, we were messing with Brock the other day. There's one of the girls on The Bachelor. I don't know if we're going to get into Bachelor talk or not this episode, but one of the girls, her name's Sarah. She's from San Diego. And I was just oh, curious yes. if Brock knows her. Not like, have you hooked up with her or anything like mm-hmm. that? But I know Max and Jesse Montana are friends with her. Right. And so I was like, hey, I was like, um, do you know this girl? And he's like, no, why? And I was like, she's from San Diego. And he's like looking at me like, should I know her? And Court goes, well, I saw you DM'd her. And he goes, no, I didn't. <laughs> he was so confident. Like, he's like, I can say 100%. Like, I know I don't do that. Mm-hmm. But it was like, it was good on my sister. Like, just how she was like, oh, I saw you DM'd her. And he was like, no. Like, it wasn't like for a second. He was like, oh, shit, did I? Yeah. Like, he didn't even have to think about it. Yeah. So I was like, good boy. Awesome. <laughs> super careful. Like, yes. To not be inappropriate. I love that. Yeah. So what would you say in a pandemic, going through a breakup, what are some of the most important things for like self-care and mental health that you've been doing and like recommending for your patients to do? Absolutely. So, I mean, I was already setting up regimens. I knew something was going wrong that my, like literally my stomach was in knots every day. I couldn't even like... Yeah, it was like affecting her health. Mm-hmm. And even my friends were like, you look exhausted. So I knew that... I need to take care of me first. So I was already doing that. I was going to therapy once a week. I get regular acupuncture. I get regular Reiki. I meditate. I do self-Reiki, which we can go into what that is later. But um, just taking time and putting boundaries on my schedule. I do work a lot. So it was promising myself that I wouldn't keep doing these 12-hour shifts at my, my office, trying to accommodate everyone. And just kind of keeping a gauge, making sure I stay connected with friends and family. Because sometimes, and I felt myself, he was... We live like 30 minutes away from our close friends and family. So I was like, oh, I'm starting to withdraw. And you start to get trapped Mm -hmm. and like not really know what's going on. So I was just trying to make sure not to let that boundary of of friends being able to be part of my life. Um, So coming out of it, there was so much support and so much love. Like even just a few days, it was hard the first couple of days. But then within a week's time, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like there's Monica in the mirror again. Yeah. She's here. Welcome back. (laughs) Instead of it taking like a month of this, like, oh, woe's me. Like, you know, trying to keep that positive mentality by 
you know, looking at myself in the mirror and giving myself self-love and positive messaging is just so important. Even though it was hard to do when this was happening, I was still doing it. So it was a practice that kept up. So I'm walking out of this, like, just as strong, you know, like, okay. yeah, there's sadness and everything. And, I, and Shana knows the hardest part for me is he has the most beautiful little boy mm-hmm. and being connected. Okay. Um, but I know he's resilient. I know he's strong. And I know that his dad still loves him, even though it's difficult. So I feel good about, I miss him, but yeah. he'll be okay. And that's what's so hard with breakups when there's a kid or not to compare a kid to an animal, but like a dog. Mm-hmm. Like the hardest part of breaking up with Rob was losing his dog. And then I had dated a guy who had three kids in my early twenties. Like I was way too young to become a stepmom, but I got so attached to those kids. And then it's like, and then we break up. And I mean, this was in like 2008 or 9 like there were no like iPhone social media really so it was like I lost touch with those kids for so long thankfully now we're actually all friends again like I just did a zoom with his family because one of them just is going to law school and graduated college and I'm like oh my god I remember like dropping you off at school but side note like that says a lot about you that you have such great friendly relationships with exes nobody like nobody can say that you're a terrible person or talk any shit about you and I think that just says so much about someone's character yeah and you know obviously there's toxic situations where someone is probably going to talk shit even though you did nothing wrong just Mm -hmm. to protect themselves but I've always admired that about Sheena how like Mm -hmm. all of her exes like they would never speak a bad word about her. And even the one, you know, like Adam, who's not even technically my ex because we never technically dated. (laughs) But even though that ended so salty and so bad, I don't think he would ever say anything bad about me. how could he? And it's like, and I don't even have anything bad to say about him anymore. Like... You know, I tried to help him and it just, it, it was not compatible. Like that right. was the most toxic non-relationship I've ever been in in my entire life. It was, it was like, he wasn't even my boyfriend. It was so bad. <laughs> it was. Thank God that's oh, over. <laughs> it was just like, it was so intense and there was so much passion, but there was like zero commitment mm. and it was just the fucking worst. Ugh. Using an overpriced trash bag. Pricey, pricey, pricey. A bag that breaks. Whippy, whippy, whippy. Or a smelly bag? Stinky, stinky, stinky. You gotta snag Hefty's Ultra Strong Trash Bag. Always at an ultra low price. Hefty, hefty, hefty. It has Arm & Hammer odor control, so your nose and your wallet will be... Happy, happy, happy. Hefty Ultra Strong Trash Bags. Hefty Strong, all day long. Hefty, hefty, hefty. It's so awesome of you to allow her to to come in here I mean I have to just like think back to my relationship and what you said Monica is so important about not letting that like distance occur between you and your friends or your family and when you are with a toxic person that's one of their goals and whether they know they're doing this or not is to separate you from that whole support system so that you need them and it's a it's manipulation and he was very successful at doing that. You know, he would fight with all of my friends to the point where they were like, it's him or, or us, you know, and my family could not stand him. So, you know. I think both of your exes were like veterans too, right? Yes, ex-Marine. That was another thing that I was like, oh, you guys have that in common too. Yeah, there's the whole PTSD aspect and, you know, feeling sorry and empathetic for what they have gone through. And I know in my situation, I gave a lot more leeway for him behaving the way that he did, being so abusive, 
because I was like, well, he he's, you know, a soldier and he fought for our country. And like, that was so amazing of him at 18, you know, just to go sign up and go overseas. And he's, he has seen such tragic things happen that I just gave so much um, leeway and seven years of that. But it's amazing that you have a place that you can, a safe place that you can leave and go and stay and be here. And I'm so happy that you have that. Yeah, and there's no, like, checkout date. So, you know, like, you're good. I sent her a message this weekend. I was like, I wanted, after I sent it, because we were, like, DMing already, and then I just, like, responded. I was like, oh, by the way, your room's ready. Check in whenever. But I wanted to, like, have a text from, like, Mrs. Foytsik, your new your room, and da-da-da. Like, but, um, but, yeah, I, I didn't get that creative. But, yeah, so. I was like, uh, I'm your practice child right now. Yeah. And it's like, what's the point of having a guest room if no one ever sleeps in it, you know? So, but I did say this weekend, I think we should get away and do a Palm Springs weekend. Yeah, that would be really fun. Yeah. yeah. But I'm in so the meantime, thankful, you are welcome to stay here. It's been so nice having you here. And Brock loves it too. He's like, I get to go play video games and not feel bad. And you guys can just like watch TV and like talk about your voodoo shit and like... <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it's like great. sister wives or something. Yeah, that's what the, oh my god, Brock's like, look at me living my Mormon dreams. <laughs> Funny. So have you done acupuncture on Brock or just Sheena? That's so that's how our that's how we met. relationship okay. started. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you were working on Brock first. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, So I have a girlfriend now. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and then he started, you know, introducing me to Sheena and I was so excited because he just I mean, I love seeing my friends fall in love. And yeah. He was just so excited. He's like, she's gonna love you, you're gonna love her. And I'm like, perfect. So Monica used to work in nightlife. Okay. So, you know, like Drea, like yes. their friends. And so Brock's known her from like bottle service to acupuncture. And he was like, yeah, when this like, you know, hot bottle service girl was telling me she's like getting her master's and doing acupuncture, he's like, oh, bullshit. He was just like, oh, I don't believe like you're like that great at it. And then he went to her and he's like, oh my God, she's a witch. She's amazing. <laughs> and when I was going through the miscarriage, he was just, you know, trying everything he could to help. And he was like, well, I think you should like get back into acupuncture. And then there's a girl at the office who also does Reiki and she can do this healing and this and that. And I was like, I'm not ready for that. I don't want any of that. Like, thank you for trying to help. But like, no, like I'm trying to move right now. I was like moving from LA to San Diego. I'm like, I don't want to do this Reiki, whatever. Like, I don't need that right now. Like I'm dealing with the trauma internally. I don't want to put that on anyone else. And then once we moved down here, I was like, you know what? Oh, I mean, I got pregnant like immediately also. And I was like, okay, maybe we should do that. And I mean, it's the best choice I've made twice a week. It is worth every dollar. I'm telling you, if you're in the San Diego area, it's called Reiki City Acupuncture and Wellness. Mm -hmm. And uh, her and Melly, who does Reiki, are just amazing. And it's one of those things where... I feel like don't knock it until you try it. And I've been telling Brock, I'm like, look, it's not just voodoo, Reiki, witchy shit like you think. There's um, what's one like biomagnetic therapy. And there's like all of these things that can help kill viruses in your body. And like they do so much. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting. And I just, I love it. That's my like number one self-care that I've been doing since I've been down here and been pregnant, and That's I tell all my friends. I'm so like, what's the, what would you say it. are the improvements or differences that you've seen since you started? I think getting off my Wellbutrin, which was an anti-anxiety medication, 
gave me anxiety because I didn't know if I was going to have like withdrawals or how I was going to feel like not being on it, especially getting pregnant again so quickly after a loss. Like I had anxiety about like, is this baby going to be okay? And just doing the acupuncture twice a week along with the Reiki that I do, I think I've, I've kind of only done it like once a month, but it's like such a strong, like, I don't even know how process like it's just I mean it's a lot that you don't like need it weekly like Mm -hmm. acupuncture I need twice a week because that's also like physical Mm -hmm. but I feel like it's just it's helped my mental health my physical health emotional like overall I'm sometimes feeling like I'm in like a therapy session with Monica Mm because it's like she knows me and she knows Brock so well that if you know we're having an argument about something like I can talk to her while getting needled and it's just a Mm -hmm. double, yeah, like. So what's that process like, Monica? Do you tailor the therapy to each person individually based on what they have going on at the moment or what they want to achieve or how, what what does that process look like? So each session's super unique based on that person, based on their situation. And a lot of Chinese medicine is really diagnostic, meaning I'm looking at this person, what is their, you know how easy is it for them to get deficient in something? Is it easy for them to like feel really tired all the time? Or is it easy for them to feel like really tight and blocked up? Or is it a mixture of that? Is there certain systems or areas of the body? Everyone's a little bit different. So it's kind of doing a diagnosis and uniquely tailoring it based on they're like, well, I want to work on this because someone could be like, my shoulder hurts. And I'm like, you need some mental de-stress and I might sneak it in there because I'm always going to work on the whole body, but I need to focus on what they want too. So it's kind of, it's a mixture of listening and really, I'm very hands-on in Shana knows. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel in touch. I don't trust the words. I listen and we speak and I've gotten, this is something yeah. you develop as, as a practitioner, but I, I try to get the most objective information, which is a lot of me feeling around and seeing what's going on with her specifically. One, So I'll use her as a case, Um, you know, women that are like thinner and everything, we tend to just run tired all the time. We tend to deplete ourselves, go, 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 and all that stuff. Shana's really good with her sleep regimen, which I'm so proud and drinking water. That's something I usually have to teach. (laughs) (laughs) And enforce. I mean, I even struggle with that. Um, So someone with her in a pregnancy, I want to make sure she's super nourished. You know, like what can I do to really give her as much, we call it chi, blood, body fluids, and nourish that baby to keep that baby just super feeling good and growing and staying on course and hormones are balancing. But that would be entirely different from a athlete who's like huge and big. Like and Brock. Like, yeah, like Brock. <laughs> are there any situations where you wouldn't recommend a pregnant woman getting acupuncture or is it safe for all? So what's tricky um, with acupuncture is is definitely the liability with miscarriage. But I feel really confident that I'm very gentle, and you notice you've had acupuncture from other people. I'm very gentle with my techniques, but it's still very powerful. I get really good results, and that just really comes down from my mentorship. And then me listening and being in tune with her body and staying really present during sessions. And see everything that I've heard and learned from like my fertility doctor. So when I was going through both rounds of freezing my eggs, they didn't like require and force me to get acupuncture, but they highly recommended twice a week acupuncture because it can oh, wow. help sustain a pregnancy, produce more eggs and all of that. So Wonderful. it was like very much so recommended And for all of my friends who are pregnant right now, whether it's 
morning sickness, constipation, heartburn, trouble sleeping. I'm like acupuncture, acupuncture, yeah, back you know, pain, like you, everything. It's like, it's an answer to so many different problems. And you did not have morning sickness. And I wonder no. if that's why. So my patients that have been with me from top to bottom of pregnancy never got morning sickness. Wow. It's the ones that pop in and out during the pregnancy mm-hmm. that will struggle with it. But from top to bottom, they, I've never dealt with someone having morning sickness. So what if someone, let's take Brittany, poor Brittany has been suffering with um, morning sickness. She hasn't been, to my knowledge, she's not getting acupuncture. If she were to start now, would that help her at all? It could. It it might be a little more difficult to get it tamed like super fast, but if she was really regiment and went frequently, maybe twice a week, at least at first to Mm -hmm. get it under control, she would likely have see an improvement in the symptoms. I told her for two trimesters, I'm like, (laughs) try acupuncture, trust me. But I Mm -hmm. think because she was so sick, it was just even hard for her so many days to get out of bed, to then drive from the valley to Beverly Hills to get acupuncture. Maybe we can send Monica to do a house call. (laughs) <laughs> Send her a little gift. Uh, no, actually, that's that's dumb because then she couldn't keep up right Yeah, because you don't live in LA. So but and you have to have the same person. Yeah. That was the one thing that my fertility doctor had told me. Because when I was in Palm Springs and I was thinking about doing a third round of freezing my eggs before I got pregnant, and then I was like, but then I'm in San Diego. I'm not really in LA. And I was like, well, Brock has a girl in San Diego, so I can do acupuncture once a week in San Diego, once a week in LA. And they're like, no, no, no. Like, do not mix methods and the woman I went to in Beverly Hills amazing Mm -hmm. but completely different like different actual needles Mm -hmm. she used a whole different technique and it was great for when I needed it for freezing my eggs but and maybe you know if I was still in LA I mean I would still be going to her but I just love Monica's technique so much more for where I'm at in my life right now yeah because like I said it can kind of double as a therapy session Mm -hmm. but then she'll like end almost every session with like a light massage that I'm just like oh touch me thank you (laughs) (laughs) and it's just it's been so relaxing and yeah I just I I stand acupuncture now I'm so glad you have that and yeah. so for people who don't really know what it is and they just hear the word needles, that can be really off-putting and scary. Yeah. And before I ever had tried it, I was scared of the, the word needle. Yeah. But they're so t- like thin. So can you tell yeah. us a little bit more about so that? Yeah, so that is a lot of the times the reason why someone wouldn't get acupuncture because we've all been to the doctor and had to brace ourselves either getting the IV or getting our blood taken, whatever it is. So the needles are extremely thin they're like literally the size of a hair and I even have a picture maybe I'll I'll send to you so you can post it of like what's the difference between a hypodermic needle which is the one they use at the regular doctor and an acupuncture needle Mm -hmm. and then the style I do I use even thinner needles and a lot of times I don't actually insert the needle more than a millimeter or so and I let it lay flat on the skin so So she even covers me with like a blanket yeah They're not just sticking up straight, like, out of me. Mm -hmm. So that's more of a a traditional Chinese technique that they use. And then when I went off to get more mentorship through school, I went to someone who does more of a Japanese method, which is, I want to say, even an offshoot in the Japanese world of acupuncture. So I studied that, and a lot of it more was really being gentle with the patient, meaning the energy that I need to move really just sits on the surface of the skin. I don't have to go digging for it, which that's what I was taught and I know how to do. And for some, you know, some stronger people, I mean, like Brock, I might need a little deeper from time to time to get to that injury place. 
but it's not, I found it wasn't as necessary. And I learned this the hard way because I ended up, you know, having anxiety too, my past panic disorder. And I tried getting one of those deep treatments and it sent me off on a panic attack on the table and I was so overwhelmed and that's not comfortable. And mm -hmm. so it was from that experience, I was like, okay, let me look into this more gentler style. And so what I found is a lot of people in American society, we run ourselves tired, we never get enough rest. Our energy kind of sits on the surface, like really nervous energy, and it doesn't take a lot to move it to where it needs to go. And then I get really good results, just kind of keeping that in mind. So where's the science behind it? What, what are you trying to hit certain areas mm -hmm. of the body with the needle and does it stimulate something or how does that work? So in Chinese medicine, we study that there's 12 main meridians on the body and there's like over 300 points. So I studied for a really long, really, really long time and I'm still studying as it becomes a doctorate, not just a master's anymore. Um, but each of those points kind of access, you know, different um, they're kind of like antennas on the body. Like if I move energy on this specific point, maybe this is a common one, it's called large intestine four. I don't use this one too often, but it's a common one that you'll see in traditional methods. This will actually spread up the channel. And as it goes in the channel, it can actually go into the large intestine. It makes its way, that energy is accessed. And it, and it sometimes follows the um, cardiovascular meridians, the fascial lines. Some people say it moves nitric oxide, nitric oxide, which moves oxygen and then your nutrients. Some people say that it transcribes DNA. I think it does a little bit of everything, to be honest. That's why it's so wow. hard to put research out on it because yeah, that's happening and that's happening and right. that's happening. So when something's not black and white, it's really hard to understand. And then on a spiritual level, it was like Taoist monks that felt like they could access like spiritual energy through some of these main points. I mean, we even learn points that are ghost point categories. I mean, there's a very esoteric side of it. However, as we've been adopted more into, you know, Americanized culture, we've had to be more scientific about it. But you can literally explain it both ways. And they, to me, they overlap very well. I would love to hear all about the esoteric side. <laughs> I know. Brock, probably not so much. <laughs> he feels it. He just doesn't know it yet. Yeah. But like after his last session, what was it? It was something about an animal that you did or said to him. And then after we got in, you came, so we both had a session. We were in separate rooms. <laughs> okay. And then Monica came in and told me a little bit about his session. So I already knew. And I was just waiting to see if he would share it with me too. And then when we got in the car, he was like, oh, babe, he's like, show me this really cool thing about, I don't know if it's a frog or a lion or whatever it was, but what was, was that about frog. the animal? So on the esoteric side, and this isn't so much an acupuncture thing, it's actually a little bit more of a Reiki thing, is I pick up on these like one word messages or I see like, you know, as my eyes are closed, I kind of see like, like oh, drunk Jamie. Animal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, we'd get along perfectly. <laughs> and so what, I mean, I don't know every single thing about each animal. So I usually look it up just, and, and usually I'll pick up on something. And, um, and that time I did, it was like yeah. a frog thing. And they're going through this journey creating a baby I just think you know we all have a little bit of trauma a little stuff to work on and I was just like make sure you work on it like it's time we all we all have that I have it I mean attracting people like that is it is partially on me you know to work on recognizing things so I was just like it's mm -hmm. time <laughs> it's time to work on this and, yeah and they've been sharing with me we've been working on you know how do I create the best family environment as every couple should, you know, welcoming a new baby. Yeah. So 
It's nice to have someone else tell you your significant yes. other. Yes. And that's this. what I love. That's what like Jamie gets like in the middle so often <laughs> with us where she can like understand both sides, but like her and Brock will see eye to eye on certain things that like I don't with mm-hmm. either of them. So then they can relate. So he never feels like it's like all of us against him. Yes. And it helps so much when we're just having just a regular debate, like yeah. not even an argument where I'm just like, can you explain to him for me? Because like, he'll listen to you. Mm-hmm. He doesn't listen to me. He's been a lot more open-minded recently. And I think he's just gotten so much better. And I feel like that was even some of the comments on my vlog that I posted today people saying just how much more comfortable he seems like talking about his feelings and emotions and he's just like opened up more and I think that it helps when other people you know can see both sides and relate and he doesn't feel like Mm -hmm. everyone's I I think a lot of it is he probably feels comfortable with you yeah you know and he can be himself more and Mm -hmm. that's so nice yeah and you know I want to remind everyone like I don't do this for every set of patients because it's of HIPAA and stuff, but they're my friends. So I'm going to be, and I told told her and I told him, like, I'm probably going to tell you a little bit more than I would and like verse converse between the two of you. Cause as a friend, you know, you want, I I want the best for both of them. And, and two, I want to, I mean, I did know him first and it's nice to be able to, like, I do care about you and your well being, but if I see something that you need to work on for like both of your benefit, I'm going to tell you. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm so proud of him. I mean, and I told her before, like I've just, the way she handles it, it's just something I can learn from. Me too. Cause I don't have, I don't have patience. That's my weakness. Mm -hmm. Like with a lot of people, I would lose my patience, (laughs) like in a relationship type situation. And even like early on in their relationships, you know, he would call and he'd be on FaceTime with her and he'd say something and she handles him so well. And they'd get off the phone and I'd be like, I I probably would have escalated that to some (laughs) fight where I broke up with him in that phone call. Like, and I've, I've learned that from her too, is patience, you know, and she's picking and choosing battles and we're also like we don't have any secrets like we're so open with each other that like he knows like if like I say something to Monica and Monica says something to him or vice versa it's like she's our friend and she's just trying to help so it's like we give like full permission like anything you see that can help us please by all means like you're not you know breaking any privacy laws we welcome that in because as a friend who also works on us like it just it helps so much and just very thankful and appreciative for you so and thankful for the example you set (laughs) I still have a lot to learn (laughs) so I used to be a personal trainer way back when when I lived in New York City and It was so funny because if I would ever go on vacation, I would get phone calls from my clients, not saying like, hey, we missed the workout, but saying like, oh my God, I have so much to tell you, or I need your opinion on this or that, or it was more like a therapy session. Mm -hmm. So I almost feel like you probably can relate to that as well. And do you feel like you were called to this profession? I mean, do you enjoy that part of it as well? Or do you kind of just say like, only save the therapy for people who you consider friends, maybe for like Sheena and Brock? So intuitively you read who you can do that with. Mm. And you also have to be cautious. Like if I sense that someone has a lot to unload, just like I go to therapy, you should go to a licensed therapist too. I am not a therapist. However, right now in the name of COVID, COVID, like people are just, they don't have a lot of support right now. And so most of the time I find like I'm one of the few people they interact with 
you know, even behind the mask and everything, but that I can get within six feet and just hear them, like listen, just sit and listen, even if I have nothing to say. So it is such an important role. And it's interesting because this was something that would come up in relationships, not just this previous one, like how much space I have to give to to accommodate someone. And it can be a little overwhelming, but it's something you learn. You learn from and you learn how to give that space. And it's part of our our um, education is like clinical counseling classes. So we, yeah. we're kind of set up to be like, that is going to happen. Um, but I do love that part. I, and it's become more of my practice since I've gone my, done my own inner child Reiki healing, which is still a journey and I always tell people sometimes when I do speak like when I when I said that to Brock it's not it wasn't something I know I know from me it's like I really do feel like a spiritual aspect like someone's moving through me and I'm I'm giving you information and feedback back wow Mm -hmm. how do you protect yourself from becoming drained so I have a whole regimen I like do this whole prayer protection, Reiki symbols in my, you know, space in my room. I get a lot of that with my partner, Melly. She does a lot of clearing the energy in the space, making sure it's safe for us, uh, making, you know, she kind of looks over at me. And so she's like more of the expert in that, but I carry on the rituals and I'm building those rituals for myself to not only keep myself safe, but my patients safe. Cause just the more I learn about en- energy, it's like crazier than I ever thought it would mm-hmm. <laughs> ever conceive. Um, a lot of breathing exercises, a lot of self-work. When I come home, it's like little things like taking off your clothes. I mean, it's definitely been messy with those regimens this week, but I think that's understandable. But I at least try to take a second and just, even if it's a clear, you know, uh, room clearing spray or more sage, just doing something to clear the space, clear the energy off me. I wear different necklaces with stones that have more of a protection. Um, and I just always like pray that, you know, when I go into that space and I'm healing someone, I'm healing myself in return. I remember the first day I went in after the breakup and I was like, oh, please God, like, let me get through this. I, I don't want to put any bad energy on someone else. Like I know I'm not in the best place and I could feel movement in my body healing energy as I was treating my patients. It's insane. It's so cool. So speaking of energy and Reiki and Sheena, you've done Reiki now for a bit. I I would love to hear and learn a little bit more about that because I only have one really bizarre Reiki experience. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) It actually, I went to a guy in San Diego. It was a little over a year ago with someone I was dating and he, he and I both were saying that we had never done Reiki before and it was something we both wanted to do. So as a surprise, I got us a couple's Reiki session, which I do not recommend to anyone who's just starting out dating. <laughs> it was that's so like awkward. A, I feel like that's like a, a bachelor first date. Oh my you God, like it go was. To like a Reiki session together. <laughs> so oh my God. Yeah, I, I was not okay afterwards. But during this session, so, you know, he basically has us like laying there holding hands the whole time deep breathing, doing these breathing exercises, but then like also saying awkward things out loud that you don't want to like say in front of someone you just kind of met. <laughs> and then it, it was really strange. And I didn't, I don't know, like he ended up telling us that we were in a past life together in India. And he saw us as this like, old couple in India on a t- like a tiger sanctuary. And like that really fucked with my head because I'm like, oh my God, he's my soulmate from another life. And I'm meant to be with him in this life. And like, 
I started like buying into that because my first conversation with him was about India, which was so weird. Like he, he had these like Tibetan prayer flags and I was like, Oh, tell me about that. That's amazing. He's like, actually I got those, um, when I was living in India, I'm like, Oh my God, I've always wanted to go to India. And we like, we had this long conversation about it. So then fast forward a couple more dates, they're telling, he's telling us like we lived in India together. I'm like, that must be true. And like he, he was a vet and I'm a big animal lover. So I'm like tiger sanctuary, that must be true. And then like, I looked up, okay, this is so embarrassing people. And thank God he doesn't listen to this (laughs) podcast. I looked up tiger sanctuaries in um, India and which were in existence, like prior to me being born, like when could this have been? What lifetime could this have been? Like what year? Well, like, I found one that was, like, early 1900s was, like, one of the first tiger sanctuaries yeah. in India. And I'm, like, is and I've always... Is the same past life you were murdered in? No. This is a different one. How, how young did you die? Jeez. I don't know. You were barely in 2021. I don't know. And I don't know if I was murdered. But, yes, like, I've had, like, really weird dreams that feel so real. And, like, I actually die in the dream, which I... Didn't think was possible. And in my dream, like, this person strangles me. I die. And, like, I ascend out of my body. Like, I feel it all. And, like, I wake up and I can see what the guy's face, like, looked like. I still remember. I know, like, the exact. It was so scary. But that's a whole other. That's a different past life. That's a whole other life, Sheena. (laughs) But anyway, so from this strange Reiki experience, I was just like, okay, that's weird. You know, that this guy is telling us all this information and it's really fucking with my head. And it probably made me even like stay connected to this guy longer than like I should have because I'm like, he's my soulmate. So what are your thoughts on that? Unfortunately, (laughs) sorry to call you out, but she still is connected. Like there still is something there that I just want to cut the fucking cord. Yeah, I can't get over. Because she compares every guy to him and no guy is as good as him. And I just am waiting for that guy to come and sweep her off her feet. So she's like, oh my God, I thought you were the shit. Like, (laughs) so yeah, advice? So I had a lot of the same experience too when I started getting, you know, because you have to remember the reading energy more than probably like a more of a psychic reading. And not that that doesn't exist or that's not true, but none of my friends, they, they read this ex cause he had good intentions at the beginning. Who doesn't want to fall in love despite your like history, you know? And I think that's really true. I think he intentionally wanted to be with me. So they didn't see anything wrong. And so that's why I believe that they're reading the energy. It wasn't until the energy changed and started acting different. They're like, something's up. I mean, I knew something was up. He's just acting completely different. So with that said, you always have, even with past life things and soulmates, energy changes and transforms. It just never dies. Mm -hmm. So you can still kind of refer back to something that maybe is true that you guys were in a past life, but you might be revisiting to test the waters, but you have control of your destiny. Now, if he doesn't satisfy you, then it's time to move on. Oh no, he really, really satisfied me. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately. Very unfortunate. We need like a sex detox. Yes. That's probably our problem because I I will say that is, and it's funny because he knew what to say. Like, that's why it's like, I think he's a bit of a sociopath. Mm -hmm. I was like, we were both like, you know, I'll be honest. I jump into bed probably way too early with guys I date. And this is why I think things end up the way. And he goes, you're right. And he had this whole message written out. You were right when you said that. We should pump the brakes. Pump the brakes for like a week, you know, but... (laughs) it just always escalates things and you get so attached to that physical connection. And I think it's just because that's where we're comfortable with. 
I'm comfortable with my sexual connection, but am I comfortable with this stuff? Probably not. I have anxious attachment issues. And that's the thing too. And it's funny, I've gotten some responses like, I'm sure I look like a man hater right now, which I'm not. But, you know, I was doing the work. I was like, you know, maybe I am bringing something to the table that's wrong. Maybe I am anxious and I was going to therapy and trying to diagnose, but that effort should have been matched, you know, and if it's not matched, Mm -hmm. then that's, that alone is a problem. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that really answers it because I don't really know what he's bringing to the table that's not what you want. I, I guess my question wasn't so much about him. Yeah. Oh. It was more about the Reiki experience and what do you think about a different Reiki master leading me down that path and is that the way you do it? I've or never how- seen couples things. He might be okay. trying something new, um, this particular master, and I don't want to hate on it because I don't know. Is it like a Groupon? Did you get like a no, couple's like a two it for wasn't. one? <laughs> I looked, I, I found him on Yelp, but five stars. I read all the reviews. It was like the best one that I could find on Yelp. And mm-hmm. who did couples right. Reiki? Yeah, one of the only just... ones you can find who did couples Reiki. Getting that so soon, it's just, I could totally see it being so easy to attach yourself to yeah. that person. Mm hmm. Um, and then when I experienced Reiki, I mean, I'll share a little bit about my first experience, but I'm like, like, it's almost like I just tap in all of a sudden, like it's like an intense dream state that I go into and I, I wouldn't be able to get out of it if I, if I wanted to, not in like a uncomfortable way. I'm I feel just, like Sheena has said that too. Like you couldn't move from I the table. I felt like, like paralyzed, but in like a good way. Mm-hmm. She has me hold these things called Suge Knight, which mm-hmm. is just funny to me. I know, it's in here. <laughs> but when I was like holding them and then she's like, I'm like, I felt like it was very much so an out of body experience. Like I was like floating over myself and I'm sure if I wanted to move, I could have, but it was like, I just felt paralyzed in the most relaxing way possible. It wasn't like scary. It was just like, I'm here, but I'm up there. Wow. So present on different levels of your, Self. See, yeah. I didn't experience that. Yeah, I, so, I and I'm I'm so glad what, you got me that I know, session. You need I still to use have it. to go. Yes. Your birthday yes. was in September. I know. Oh. I know. <laughs> I know. And, and it should, to me, Reiki healing should be for yourself. And I think mm-hmm. when you go in with the intention, not we, for a bachelor date. Yes. <laughs> no. Well, and you know, we're kind of like, do you, what do you see? Fix him so that he's perfect for me. We I mean, can't help to have those. No, crazy he was thoughts. perfect already. <laughs> no, he was not perfect. He was just. Cute, played piano, and loved animals. There was a lot more, but okay. Was he vegan? <laughs> I made him, yeah. Oh, I mean, you made him. <laughs> no, I mean, he he ate fish when we met and, and dairy, and he... And then he didn't for two weeks. <laughs> Bra fucking bow. <laughs> I didn't make him. I don't How do you know do he things, wasn't but... grilling steaks when you weren't with him? You guys... No, but he didn't eat red meat when we met. I, I joke. I didn't make him. I never asked him once, but I guess, you know, just made him think about it. Mm-hmm. And he came to that conclusion on his own to give it up. I wonder if he still is. I wonder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, I don't wonder because I don't give a fuck about him. He comes up in my Instagram. Like when, you know, the Instagram discovery pages. Yeah. That's when you click the three little dots on mm-hmm. the upper right hand corner. And then you say, not interested. I can't bring myself to do that. Well, I'll it's like, do I it like for you. I like the torture. I don't understand that. Ugh. Like you need Reiki. I mean, <laughs> I also like I never look at like X's pages. I don't look at who they're following. I maybe I just have a strong willpower, but I just have no interest in that. You like genuinely enjoy like torturing yourself by like looking at his page and like yeah, I'm emo. Duh. Oh. 
No, I mean, very rarely will I, I do it. But yeah, sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll just go to his fucking Instagram page. <laughs> like, so no. There's a cord Not attached. okay. There's got to be a cord attached and we're... A, yeah, a Melly room. needs to cut that fucking cord. Yeah, you can ask you can cut cords. What are you even talking about? And so basically when we intermingle, like me and Shayna, just because I'm living with her this week, might feel that this energy, strong energy bond that's unhealthy. I don't think that's the case, but that's a possibility. And mm-hmm. I'll be like, she'll probably be thinking me in the middle of the night. And <laughs> <laughs> Looking at your Instagram. Rob's like, do I have to worry about the two of you? <laughs> well, She's a great we know her history. <laughs> I know she said that last night. She's like, Brock, if you don't marry her, I will. And for a second, he was like, wait, but do I have to worry about the two of you? And he like asked me again later. And I was like, maybe you should. And he's like, don't put that in my head. Aww. I was like, no, she's just the most gracious host and cooks the most amazing meals. But um, but that, that happens. We have them with our parents, with our brothers and sisters. Like I had a really strong one when I first started getting Reiki that... You know, I've always had stuff on my right shoulder. It's more of the masculine side. And it was a lot of it was like tied to my brother because I always feel sorry for him. And so, for example, something she'll do is she'll be like, she'll ask spirit, like, did Monica attach this cord or did her brother Michael attach this cord? And I'm thinking, oh, my brother's attaching this cord because, you know, he's helpless, poor thing. And I, you know, that probably would have been the mentality I was at back then. And it was like, no, you attached it. You are so worried, like worry can create cords. Like I'm so worried about this person. I'm so worried about my child. I'm so worried about my parent. And you know, it sounds weird. It's cord. It's no, just this a, is so interesting. It's just a way to give a visual on energy exchange. And so she's like, let's, you know, lessen that because what it does is it, it I can drain him. That worry, it make, it, it's almost like enabling someone who's an alcoholic. Worry can enable the person to feel helpless. And I swear since then he's been not as needy, not having as many little, you know, spells or whatever that he was struggling with. So it's just really, really, really interesting. Like there's so many things and, and she's never going to do something that's not in your highest and best interest Mm -hmm. or good, but you'll have a better awareness. And then on top of it, something that I I love and I tell people therapy is great because you get to break open the hatch and, you know, understand things better about yourself. But the, you don't always feel good after therapy. And I'm not saying this is exclusive. Reiki will actually like get those feelings of intense feelings of, ugh in your chest and wherever you're holding your body, sometimes your knees and your toes and move that energy so that doesn't keep reoccurring. Okay. That's so interesting. And just to clarify to the listeners. So Monica does Sheena's acupuncture, but you're also in the process of learning how to do Reiki, but there's another woman at the yes. place where you work. Yeah. The Reiki. So when you're saying she, that's who you're. Yes. Mellie. Mellie is. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's, so when you learn Reiki, so acupuncture was this whole, they've now created into a system where I get licensed and I'm board certified, but Reiki it's, you can t- anyone can do it. Anyone can learn. Reiki one is more about learning to do it on yourself. You do kind of learn how to do it on others, so friends and family, but the focus is how can I have a tool to heal myself? Reiki two is actually learn, you can send Reiki in a distance. So this is where like a little bit more of the psychic intuitive stuff, which I've been working on, and it's such a trip. Um, and you learn how to enforce it. It's like turning up like a few notches in your strength because the person who's teaching you Reiki will actually like kind of give you Reiki energy to work with. It's, it's crazy. Um, and Melly can do a better job of explaining it, but 
So I'm Reiki one and Reiki two. So I can give Reiki and I do sometimes and I'll incorporate because once your hands are on someone and you have Reiki energy, it's like, there's no way for me to not give Reiki, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Can you briefly even just define what Reiki is for anyone who doesn't know? So Reiki is really just universal energy. Um, and it's, it's energy that comes, you know, from above and it, it has no religion. And unfortunately I get this kickback sometimes, um, cause I love my Christian community. I'm a, you know, a huge advocate for positive religious services and communities. Um, but in fact, Melly learned out of a Christian church. So there's that, but, um, different people can use it in different ways. It doesn't matter. You can use universal energy. I actually personally use mother Mary. And that's because my great grandmother, I started finding out through Reiki, she kept coming through a little bit in these little intuitive messages and stuff. And I'm like, well, I know she exists. And I knew she was, she would do things for my aunt and uncle. Turns out she was a healer in the Philippines and she would call on mother Mary. And so now I call on mother Mary and I call on my great grandmother to use that energy, to use their guidance when I don't know what I'm doing. And most of the time, it is just intuitive from them. But other people use Jesus. Sometimes I still use Jesus. Sometimes people use Buddha. I mean, there's all these cool ways. And it, it, it's totally your choice of what to use. And a lot of times when you're working on someone with a preference, you can use whatever their preference is. You can totally respect their belief system, which I just think is such a beautiful process. And then it's the idea that you can have this energy in your hands and put it on someone and kind of use that connection and you are the vessel of healing and the energy will go wherever it needs to go, which sounds so foofy, foofy. And when I first <laughs> learned about this, I was like, I, I don't know about this stuff. And then I got my first treatment and it, it rocked my world. I mean, I was just like crying and shaking and <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> obviously I needed it. <laughs> yeah. I cried um, the first session I had with her too. That's unbelievable. Yeah. It was really good. She also told me, that she felt a female energy or a feminine energy from my baby. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I mean, doesn't necessarily, you know, it is 2021, doesn't necessarily mean I'm having a girl because that could just be a feminine energy. But along with your vision of pink balloons, Mm -hmm. Reiki saying girl energy or feminine energy, I just was so convinced and I just knew and boom, you guys were right. Yeah. And so it's interesting that you said anybody can do it because just intuitively, anytime Ivy gets hurt, she'll come to me and she'll be like, Mommy, help me, fix me. And so I don't know if I'm actually healing her, but I will put my hands, like hover it above whatever's hurting her. Imagine a white light coming down through my whole body, starting with my head, going through my body, coming through my hands. And I just imagine it healing her. And every time she says she feels better. And like, to me, I'm just like, Okay, I'll just Are you just saying that to make me feel good? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But do you you really legitimately believe anybody can do this? Oh, yeah. Because as long as you have good intentions, I mean, we feel it. When you're around people you love, there's an energy. When you're Mm -hmm. in a room with someone you don't like or or something's off, you feel that too. So loving, I mean, there's actually, I think, a book called Quantum Love. There's a Dr. Laura Berman or something. I just started reading it. But it goes along those quantum physics and you can even scientifically weigh like energy. And, um, I just think the transference it's as long as you have the intention that can move from one being into the other. And, 
and that's the classic one. Mommy, have a boo-boo, kiss it. Mm-hmm. And then it is you kiss it and you make it all better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, even if it's a placebo effect, if your brain is so strong, you know, that it's like if you do something that she believes makes it better, that could actually, like, make it better. Oh, yeah, the placebo effect is such yeah. a thing, too. I mean, even when they're the FDA is trying to test new drugs and they'll do placebo studies, um, the people who took the placebo have the same effects as the ones who took the drug, but as long as there's an effect for the drug, the drug will still hit the market, Mm -hmm. even though your mind or people's minds is equally as effective in healing. Isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. It's amazing. I love that stuff. (laughs) I always say what works works. And like, Mm -hmm. why not try something that doesn't have side effects first? There's a hierarchy and our hierarchy is just a little bit unorganized here in America. You know, why not try diet and love and emotions and all that fun stuff, acupuncture, Reiki first, and then the emergency stuff is there if all else fails. Totally. It all has its place. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for all of your knowledge and insight into acupuncture and Reiki and all of that. We've got a couple reviews to wrap up this episode. We're going to, well, obviously, we'll start with the negative and end on a positive note. Do you want to read one of them or do you want me to read I'll, both? I'll read the positive, sure. Okay. The positive one is really long, so you're going to, you might have to paraphrase. But okay. We'll see. Um, the negative one is from Kara Key, one star. I'm so sorry that Courtney was so inconvenienced with getting COVID after going to Miami, Azusa's finest. First of all, that's not a podcast (laughs) review, people. That's your opinion about someone who has been on my show. And she went for work. Yeah. She didn't want to go. And is she like not even from Azusa? I mean, we're from Azusa. She went to school in Glendora. So whatever. But I, I really think... Anyone who listened to that whole podcast would understand that Courtney was not being irresponsible at all. She didn't even want to go. She had to go for work. And she did not dwell on the being inconvenienced part of it at all. Yeah. So. Okay. Here's the good one. All right. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh. Okay. This is an updated review from Jess underscore Rack. Today, I updated my review. Originally, I gave the podcast a two-star because of my viewpoints on Sheena from Pump Rules. However, I gave Sheena a chance and I actually listened to the podcast, watched her YouTube channel, and turns out I love Sheena and this podcast. Aw, thanks. You know what? I'm just going to continue reading your PS and PSSs. (laughs) (laughs) I saw another review who said to change the intro song, please don't, I love it. P.S. P.S. I know Brock to set, Brock said to take the constructive criticism, but just because one person doesn't like something doesn't mean we all do. All of the negative reviews you've read, I do not agree with, so please don't change things based off one person's rude thoughts. Aw, oh, thanks, Jess. Appreciate that. Thanks. See, you yeah. want to talk about your intro song? Clear something up? So I, had, I saw someone else say like, oh, can you change the intro song, the one on your YouTube, so much better. I'm like, why? Because I'm not singing it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've had my podcast for three years now. It's been the same intro, the same outro. If you don't like it, you know there's a little button. You can just fast forward 15 or 30 seconds and get to the discussion. So I'm, I'm not having any plans to change it anytime soon. But that was a great updated review. We love yes. when people update their reviews. Yeah, and that just shows that we're doing something right. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for that. Thank you guys for listening. We will get into some more shenanigans next week. I don't know with who. I don't know from where, but we'll be back. Bye. Sheena Shay. 
Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Looking fine and I got my girls with me. With the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'm going to make you mine. Yeah.